All right. Welcome back to the Face Off Spot. This is your host, Adam Larson, and this is episode, let me check the calendar, 16. Episode 16. Steve's saying it's 16 every once in a while. I kind of forget, and he, he gives me the nod like, yeah, you're right. So this is episode 16, sponsored by Rubes Brews. Check them out on Instagram, Twitter, Get the beer. You can order the beer now. It's something that you can you can do. You can help Rubes out. Rubes is a good guy, good friend, and the beer's good. So everybody's a winner. Just check them out on Instagram or Twitter. All right. Hey, so today's guest is a, I'll consider him a good friend of mine and a good uh, ice rink professional and a good hockey coach. And um, one of the reasons I wanted to have him on here is because he kind of reminds me a lot of myself. He does all the things. He's a rink guy. He can do all the, anything that you need him to do inside of a rink. He can do coaching, driving the Zamboni, ice maintenance, all the things. And he's just a good guy. So we have in the studio today, DJ Graham. DJ, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Well, um, so <clears throat> I hope I didn't talk you up uh, too much here, but uh, you know, like I said, one of the reasons that I had you come on is you were, were kind of doing the same things. So it's one of those I was meaning to kind of reach out to you, not even about the podcast, but just see how things are going and, and you know, if you're staying busy. But I know you're staying busy because when I tried to schedule this, it was kind of like, all right, well, I got, uh, you know, high school practice this day and then I got travel practice and then I got work and all this other stuff, which really sounded a lot like my schedule where you have a bunch of different things going on. But that only happens if you you know what you're talking about. So, you know, it just it seems like you're you're well versed in, in anything that's inside of a uh, ice rink. Would you would you agree with that? Absolutely. I can't uh, can't get enough of it. And uh, I'm probably busy about 80 hours a week. I just can't <laughs> sit still. Yeah. But I, I always I always kind of tell people this, though, like, um, you know, because every once in a while people are like, hey, how's it going, Adam? I'm like, oh, you know, just staying busy. This And even though even if it sounds like I'm complaining because, you know, people don't like to be busy all the time. Like what we do is still awesome. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's absolutely. more of just, you know, at the end of the day, like sometimes I'm a little like physically worn down because you're spending, you know, hours out on the ice and then you have your normal job on top of that. But I, I wouldn't want to do anything else, I don't think. I think I like, you know, I think I like what I do and I think you like what you do. So at the end of the day, even if we're a little, you know, worn out, it's it's for the kids, it's for us. And I, I think we see eye to eye on that, yeah? Yep. If you're passionate, it's not work. Yeah, yeah, no, for, <laughs> for, for sure, for sure. You still have to wake up. You still got to go uh, do some things, put one foot in front of the other. But uh, at the end of the day, I think it works out. So DJ, we kind of have this thing to where you know, the first kind of question that we kind of get into uh, is how did you start getting into hockey? Like, how old were you? <laughs> like, did your did your family push you? We also kind of talk about like, oh, like, you know, were you kind of pushed at all? Or did you decide on your own? But to wa- walk me through kind of where this happened and, and also kind of how it happened. How, how did you get into it? <laughs> so if my mom heard this, she'd die laughing. <laughs> um, when I was three years old, I wanted nothing to do with hockey. Mm-hmm. And my dad loved it, got into it late, and never really went anywhere with it. Started too late, like that high school late yeah, yeah, bloomer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he wanted to try and get me into it and everything. And I always heard these stories and wanted to get into it. So when I was three, uh, my dad took me to Zion Ice Rink in Zion, Illinois, which is no longer there. Oh. And he'd take me out to center ice and set me there. That's <laughs> far away skate. from any door. Though. I would cry, yeah. kick, and scream until the Zamboni doors open, and then I had to figure out how to get off yeah. the ice. I'd sit there for an hour and cry. <laughs> and uh, he'd have to figure out a 
You know, yeah. I basically have to figure out how to get up and walk it's kind, off. It's kind of like a sink or yeah. swim thing. It's Absolutely. like, look, you're going to have to figure out on your own yeah. to get past this little uh, mental hurdle. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, so, but that kind of just sounds like maybe your dad, because not to be whatever, but there's times I've thought about doing that with some of my lessons, you yeah. know, Hey, like if you're, if you're really <laughs> trying to do this, like I might just throw you on center ice. Like it is at a certain point, if you want to, it's almost like, uh, and I talk about this with coaching and like giving lessons and all this, but there's just certain like I feel really proud when I have one of my guys or girls um, get past like a mental hurdle or a mental yeah. thing, something they don't think that they can do. And you know that they can do it because yeah. you've seen it a million times. Like, no, like, trust me. If you trust me, I've taught a million people how to do this. Like you will be able to do this. And they finally get it. And you're like, all right. Yeah. So even though your dad just kind of threw you on the middle of the ice, like I'm sure that he was really proud when you'd make it to the door, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And how did you make it to the door? Was it a crawling? Was it kind of stepping? Was it a no, no clue? Because you were I, three? I don't four? remember. But when I was six, we moved out to the country and lived by my grandparents. And there was a lake probably you know, 20 acres through the woods behind us. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the winter, we'd go back there and I finally developed a passion, started yeah. enjoying it. And first year I played travel back in mites, which we don't oh, yeah, have yeah, anymore. Yeah. I, that, we, we both, well, and that's another thing we have in common. <laughs> so, we both started in mites. Yeah. We both started and that's kind of, and they don't have that anymore. Nope. Or they, they don't have it down here. Do they have it anywhere? They just have the cross ice now. Oh, yeah. So maybe yeah. in Canada, I don't know. Man, I, so, I mean, and I don't know like how you kind of feel about it. I feel like Having a smaller sheet, because if anybody listening out there doesn't know, now the mites, you know, you break them into a third, you know, they break that ice rink into third. So essentially it's it's saying you're going to get more touches, you're going to have the puck more on your stick, you're going to have to make that, you know, quick decision making, which like I'm all for, but I think every once in a while you kind of need to just kind of go out on a bigger sheet. Um, and I kind of talk about this a lot, like with my younger kids that I coach, because, you know, in every... every every instructor or coach kind of has their own way of doing this, but I try and get my guys skating well first. I, you know, yeah. we don't just jump straight into shooting pad because yeah. if, you, if you don't have balance and you can't skate, like none of that yeah. matters. So then they become like actually pretty good little skaters. And what I found, cause I, I coached mites last year. Yep. And one of the things that I found is like, sometimes even with those kids that can skate well, that, that area is just almost so small to where it almost kind of like works against them. You know what I mean? Like they build up speed and by that time they're halfway down the ice and nobody else is kind of with them there. And it's one of those to where, because if you remember when we were growing up, the kids that were fast, you couldn't even touch them because yeah. we were playing just full sheet hockey. And all of a sudden you take one kid, but then everybody else had to figure out like, okay, like I got to get faster or else I'm not going to, you know? So it's almost like it kind of, um, in a way, I feel like you kind of need both things a little bit. Yeah, one thing I've learned is, or noticed recently, I'm coaching 10U travel this year, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, first week, those kids that just came from cross ice, it's night and day between mm -hmm. the kids that played 10U last year and the kids that are coming up. Because, yeah, by the time they get to that far blue line, like, they're gassed, they're done, yep. they're ready to come back to the bench. I think it would... I would be interested to see how we set the ice up for three on three, mm -hmm. like maybe halfway through the season with cross ice, they switch to the three on three where you have half the rink instead of yeah. a third of the rink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think it would be a good grooming phase to get the kids ready for moving on to full ice hockey. Yeah, no, for sure. And the, the other thing too is, and there's a, a, few, a few kids, at least in the Mansfield area, which is kind of newer, you know, than a lot of the star centers that you kind of visit, but there's a lot of those kids that they have the skill, you know what I mean? But it's almost like hey like this next year with u10 like it's just so different like you almost can't 
you, you, you try and set their expectations to where like, look, like it'll take you a little while to figure it out. Once you figure it out, you'll be okay. But you're essentially asking them to do and play by different rules and different, it's just yeah. so different. Um, so it's one of those things where like, yeah, starting off, like I can see kind of getting them all kind of, you know, in there and having that quick decision making. But at a certain point, it's like, how do you, it's almost like if there was sort of like a, a like an, an ice time that was, that was getting them ready for yeah. it or getting them prepared. Not saying that they have to do it their whole might season, but at least getting them to the point to where like, okay, like now I at least have been, be, I, I've been being coached on what I'm going to have to do next season. Yeah. Instead of just being like, oh, like I got to figure this out. Cause they're, they're kind of figuring it out on the fly. And sometimes you're asking a kid that's what, nine years old. They're like, okay, like now everything's different and you have to do all these things different and now blah, blah, blah. And there's more players and you know, so I think at a certain point there will maybe be a way that kind of gets into that. The other thing, this is kind of my biggest thing and my whatever, they need to make the nets. I really don't like the small nets for the mites. It's yeah. just one of those to where like if you have a big, you know, my mite team, we had, we played against some really good, you know, other mite teams, but they, they just, they would have, you know, we, we, we just kind of rotated our goalie, you know? So it, each, each time it was a kid that maybe had played goalie a handful of times or just kind of switching it up. We we're getting to the point where we we're playing mite teams where you could tell that that kid took goalie lessons. He only played goalie. He wore humongous pads. And then he, they just stuck him in front of the smallest net I've ever seen. Yeah. We had to score on normal size nets. The goalie, because I played goalie in mites. Yeah, I was, a, I was a mite travel goalie. <laughs> There were just certain shots where I'm like, look, I'm three feet tall. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? I'm not going to be yeah. able to get this. And, you know, when you're playing travel, they can start roofing it and corners and stuff like that. And there are just certain things to where, but now it's almost like, I feel like it teaches them to play goalie in kind of like a lazy way. I'll see them where they just stay in the butterfly position the whole time. And they yeah. got big pads. They're a big kid. They sit in front of that little net. There are intermediate nets. Have you seen these intermediate I nets? I have not. There's like ones that are just in between regulation and these small ones that they come out with mites. I really feel like the mites, it gives them something to like look at. We had some of these games where I really felt like our team, and of course, this uh, this sounds like a biased coach type situation, but you know, we're out, we, we outshot that team probably 30 to 10 or whatever it was. And we get rebound after rebound after, and there was just nothing available or nothing open. And I'm like, man, I really just, I think they need bigger nets. That's, that's my big thing. That's my number one thing. Everybody's listening to me complain about this for a while, but they just need bigger nets. I kind of agree with you. Um, but you can yeah. tell me if you don't. Well, and then... so, I mean, the only thing is you get those teams that it's like a 16 to two game yeah. and it's just, they don't have goaltending, but yeah. it's, or you get those odd matches where like this team's got three kids that can play that have played together and, uh-huh. you know, the coach is taking them out to father, son and yeah, working yeah. on drills and everything. Yep. And so you get those ringer teams. So the little net kind of helps the, the guy that's yeah. not there, but I, I'm right there with you. I play goalie as a might yeah and uh you know i remember coach hey this kid is gonna shoot up top don't go down right make yeah, sure yeah. you stand yeah, up yeah. when he comes in on the breakaway whatever uh-huh. and you just you know take that puck to the throat or whatever because <laughs> yeah. like, at the end of the day like you know what like is you know don't understand is like when you're growing up playing goalie my, like this was still travel hockey this was an investment for my parents is yeah. an investment for so it's like yeah like it's kind of for fun but yeah. you still need to be like pretty good yeah or you need to you know like there is a and i kind of talk about this on a bunch of the uh because i don't know how long you played goalie i quit i always played both positions but i quit playing goalie when i was i think a bantam okay. so i stopped playing uh when i was a bantam but it was just kind of this thing to where like I'm not even sure if I had fun playing it was just this like really kind of like I always tell people I had like anxiety attacks every game like 30 minutes before the game just feeling like oh you know just like I felt miserable but there was something about just challenging myself because even though you're a part of a team 
you still feel really lonely a lot, you know what I mean? Or like you're out on some sort of island by yourself, you know, because you're playing a different position and it just, it gets kind of tough. But uh, how long did you end up playing goalie for? I played for one season and then... You're done. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's probably I, smart. To be honest, I loved it, but my dad wanted me to skate out yeah. because I want to say the next season tryouts, there were like six goalies trying for yeah, four yeah, spots. Uh-huh. My dad didn't want me to end up being the kid that got cut, so... Yep. I didn't even have the choice. I didn't find this out till I was like in yeah, midgets. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, you know, I always wanted to go back and give goalie another shot. Maybe mm-hmm. do it in men's league, but I'm so wore out now. Uh, it's, like yeah. it's it's not even worth <clears throat> it. No, it's so. And I tell people this all the time too. It's like, man, playing goalie is a way. I mean, granted, you can get a great workout skating out, but every time I played goalie, I felt like I just you know sweat. I I, I bought goalie equipment. I. I talked about this last, I actually, I talked about this a little bit too much on the uh, last week's podcast, but I, I bought goalie equipment. It's like in my office, it, it, there's like a quarter of my office. It's just goalie equipment that I haven't worn yet since I've gotten it. So I am trying to get back into it, but it's like when you get a little bit older, it's like, oh, like I don't even, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot of work and I don't know if I know how to play it, like not competitively or not like a crazy person. So yeah. I just, I kind of end up in this uh, kind of where, but going back to like how you kind of started I mean, so you are, okay, where do we get? So now you are skating out. Yep. What are we doing now? Uh, Playing travel hockey for the Lake County Adams. Mm -hmm. Um, They are no longer in existence. Well, Uh, We've been around so long, (laughs) DJ, that there's a lot of things that we've done that are no longer in existence or rinks we've been to. But that just means we know what we're talking about because we've seen it come and go. Yeah, so that was the... uh, it was the old Nihil League, which is still around. So the mm-hmm. dominant league in northern Illinois. Yep. Um, we played at uh, Rinkside. Yeah. You ever heard of that no, rink? No. So Rinkside was a 190 foot sheet that was in a shopping mall. Uh-huh. Kind of like uh, the one over here. I can't uh, think the of the name of it. Yes. Kind of like Arlington. Yeah. But you had the rink was enclosed and then you had an arcade on one side through the glass windows mm-hmm. so there was no seating down that side it was the arcade yep. and then on the back side the reason the rink was 10 feet shorter was because the hallway to the mall was there <laughs> so they couldn't fit the rink <laughs> yeah, in there yeah, yeah, yeah. um but that rink's no longer there it's now i want to say soccer or something yep. so it's Original refrigeration equipment, nobody ever yep. maintained it or looked into replacing it. They just assumed it. that yeah. things would run and yep. fill. They needed a million dollars and couldn't come up with it. And <sighs> I know people petitioned to try and save it and whatnot. And it Some just, things are worse, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. just – because, I mean, that whole – I mean, that's, like, right up by the Wisconsin border. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, that corner, like, Lake Michigan to – you know, that whole little northern region, yeah. that's the rink. So all the other ones around it, unless you go into Wisconsin, they've yeah. all closed. So yeah. that's the rink for up there. So now all those kids got to drive. You know, oh. they may be driving a half hour because you're kind of out yeah. in the country. Yeah. Now they're driving an hour and a half to practice. But then so now they're, they're kind of losing people out of that area, though, at that yeah. point. So it's one of those to where, like, it's still a great – it's probably, uh, like I said, I don't know that area, but it's probably still a great place for a rink. It just needs to have a different one or one yeah. that's more, you know, kind of uh, kind of kept up there. But uh, when I was growing up, <clears throat> there was a few rinks in Tulsa because I'm from Tulsa originally. And there was a few rinks while I was growing up. Uh, the first one was actually in a mall and uh, it didn't actually have like boards, boards. They were kind of those, uh, call them like concrete boards almost, but they were just like, it was never really put together like it didn't even have blue lines it didn't have red lines it didn't have anything it was just out there they they put that in the mall for it just to be a skating whatever and they're like oh hockey yeah i guess we should have that so there was actually like an opening that there were just no boards there so that's where everybody went on and off the it was called the williams center anybody 
wants to look into that. It's no longer around because we're old and things get replaced. But uh, anyway, so it was Williams Center. But it was just so funny that there was probably, and it was a big gap. I'd say it was probably eight feet wide, but there was just no boards there. And that's where everybody went on and off because that was the only place. So then you have like both teams are essentially by, you know, kind of that same opening and same door. And if you got checked into the boards, they weren't the boards that we know today where that they give a little bit, whatever. It was literally just like to make sure that like, People didn't, it was just a barrier is all it was. It wasn't there for, uh, certainly wasn't there for the hockey players, but uh, that one didn't last a whole long time. But then um, later I did most of my skating and this is actually the one that my dad ended up uh, running for a long time, but it was called the Oilers Ice Center. And it was like you were saying, I, I don't remember the exact dimensions, but it was smaller than a regulation rink, which there were certain times where we'd have tournaments, this, that. And at the end of the day, I don't even know if it was like USA certified because it wasn't a regulation rink you know what I mean it was smaller and it wasn't as wide but it was one of those things to where I felt like we became almost kind of like better kind of like talking about the mites like you know it's just one of those like we had to react like a little bit quicker because even if you take away I don't know 10 feet from each end it's a smaller rink oh yeah you know what I mean and I also remember there wasn't as much space like behind the net and there was just like certain weird things to it where I'm like okay like it's kind of inconvenient but at the end of the day um I don't know. Did it make us better? Or I, I, I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Well, in a lot of the rinks up north, like they have, whether it's a small circle rink or whatever, just like an extra little pad that they run their learn to skate programs and stuff on that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like you said, it's not real boards. Like some yeah. of them were just plywood painted white going around it. Mm-hmm. And so you couldn't have regular pucks. So like we do practice on that, but we'd use foam pucks and yeah. stuff like that. But <clears throat> you're working on the small battles mm-hmm. and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, just things just that are... like how ADM is yeah, today. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so it's funny because, you know, you and, and we'll, we'll get into this a little bit later, but uh, I've had Brandon Clement on the show. You've worked with him. You know, you know him. Um, but we were kind of talking about that one. I want to say it was Al- New Mexico, Albuquerque. Yeah. It's the one that has like the loop yeah. or whatever. And I think that's a total, that's an awesome idea because how many times do you just need just you need something frozen and then you need like an area to practice and that's all you need you don't need the full sheet yeah so it's like instead of having you know uh, youth open hockey like i said mansfield's a little bit different than you know some of the rinks that you know you're in and out of these days but uh it's one of those things to where like at the end of the day these kids are just trying to shoot on a net they don't need the entire rink like that that cool loop. it just sounded really cool to me um i don't know do you ever have these dreams i kind of have these i'm like okay if i like won the lottery like what kind of <laughs> rink would i build you know what i mean yeah. i'm like i'd put the loop in for yeah. sure i would you know loop it up whatever but to be honest i'd like to do like a three-quarter sheet yeah and just like almost like a training rink but for us guys that don't really want to skate the full sheet anymore, like <laughs> yeah, it'd be a yeah, great not like, a bad... four on four beer league uh-huh. rank. Yeah, and yeah. um John Tucker opened one in Tampa called Extra Ice. Uh-huh. Um I put the ice in there with Dave Westcott. Yeah. And uh it's the team that I coached out of there, uh, which used to be the Tampa Bay Scorpions, who are I haven't even kept up. They're some other name now, but yeah. um they did all their practices out of that rink. And it was I wanna say like a hundred 30 140 by 65 or something mm-hmm. like that so it's a smaller rink yeah. but if you run all your practices out of there yep. it's you're used yeah. to tight spaces you're used to winning that corner battle mm-hmm. and trying to accelerate to a short area yeah. and it's once you get on the rink it's kind of like when we would go play on an olympic sheet like mm-hmm. the rink is so much bigger you have so much more space you can do so much Oh, yeah. With the puck. I yeah. mean, it, it changes the game. Yeah. Well, and the, if I, you know, I don't think I'm wrong. I might be wrong, but I don't think I am. But there's a bunch of those like up north. 
Yeah. Like they're just like they're I, and the thing is, it's like they're not necessarily tr- necessarily trying to have like these huge programs and all this other stuff. Yeah. They're just trying to freeze. Yeah. They keep it thin as long yeah. as it's, you know, uh, they can skate on it. It's just because a lot of the guys they're they're not they're not looking for like we were talking about, like a full yeah. sheet. They're not looking for they just want to come. They were practicing. If you have enough people playing in a certain area, just go ahead and, you know. Have a sheet that they can go out because that's a, at the end of the day, like unless you're holding a tournament or like a you know a, a game or something, yeah. like you, all you all you want is just some frozen ice somewhere. Yeah, a lot of them up north, they're you know city owned, yep. and it's sand based floor, like minimalistic, yep. and they're open for the winter, mm-hmm. and then it becomes a storage building yep. for like the county vehicles and stuff like that. Like it's, but it, it may, I mean, that all makes sense to me. My my dream would be. Because I've always kind of talked about trying to use some of that, uh, like the heat exchangers and using some of that waste heat. Yeah, I would, I would think it. And this is, and the thing is, I don't know the ins and outs of even trying to make this possible, but this is just in my crazy brain. But I would want to have something to where it was maybe like, you know, one rink on one side, and then having like a swimming pool or like swimming classes on the other side. Yeah. So that way you're taking that waste heat, uh, you know, and then you're using it. So it's like you're kind of like, what's the worst part about like having a nice rink? Well, what's well, the utilities and having to get whatever. But like, well, what if you could take something out of that that you could use for something else? So like, if there was some sort of thing to where it's like, okay, like drop the kids off. You know, brother A goes and swims, brother B is, you know, over at the rink, but, you know, it kind of brings the cost down of like having to do both of those things. Cause I would assume that they're like both opposites. Like, what are you paying most? And I don't know pools very well, but it's like, I feel like it just to heat that pool would be really expensive. Yeah. Okay. Well, to freeze that ice, it'd be really expensive. So like, if you can offset that, you know, so maybe I need to learn more about pools. I don't know, but that's my, that's my, that's my goal. It's like, you know, just find somebody that knows about pools, go into business with them and say like, Hey, we can make this a little bit cheaper, but that's my, that's my plan. As well, you're seeing a lot of them built now that it's like a full complex. Yeah. You'll have like six basketball courts, two sheets of ice, yeah. the swimming pools, the yeah. running tracks hanging from the ceiling, yeah. all that stuff. I mean, that, that's the way to go today is yeah. just have everything in one location. But, but it's like the, you know, the rinks that we grew up, they weren't like that, but it's one of those to where like, yeah, if you can fit it in that way and make it like a multi-purpose like situation, like that's... I feel like that's the way to go, yeah. you know? And not only that, but now you're getting, you know, let's say, let's say you have a kid that's only in swimming has never played. And this is in my dream. We're taking away from your dream real quick. This is my dream. <laughs> but let's imagine, you know, like there's a kid that's in swimming. His family's in swimming. They don't care about hockey at all. Okay. Well, all of a sudden, like, well, there is an ice hockey rink in here. Okay. So it's like, you're almost able to draw from like also another crowd or audience yeah. or whatever, because now they're entering your building where they know that's an option. But the, even if they're not into that, they're still spending money there. You yeah. know what I mean? And then how easy could it be to kind of, you know, because I know Austin is doing, I don't really know that much about the crossover. Do you know anything about that? I do not. Yeah. I know that they just kind of put in some new ice down there. I, um, Brandon put their ice in down there. Yep. Um, but I, I want to say that it's something kind of similar to where there's like a. I yeah, I know there's like soccer fields and right. stuff there. So I don't know if it's a full on complex. I haven't been down there yet. I haven't either. Kind of want to go down there at some point. Everybody tells me in Austin. I mean, I've been to Austin, but it was a long, long time ago. Plan on going down there at some point. Uh, but anyway, like to go check that out. But anyway, going back to your growing up, because we, we still have a, a little oh, ways man, to go here. We got a long ways to we go. We got a long ways to go. But I mean, actually, no, here's the, here, here's the weird part. Is like, <laughs> I don't we know haven't if you got that much time. No, we got plenty of time. <laughs> this is always how this works out. We haven't really, uh, we're, we're already 23 minutes into this, whatever. But, um, but anyway, so now we are, let's see. So you're skating out at this yep. point. So I played youth hockey for the Lake County Adams till I was a Bantam, and I grew up playing with the Stoller family. 
um, who invented Nice Rink, you know, the rink liners that you see in USA Hockey Magazine. The rink liners? Yes, Nice Rink. Yeah, okay. So I grew up with the family that started that company. Um, I grew up playing with their son, Tyler, and pretty much everyone in the organization ended up having a rink in their backyard when we were like 10. (laughs) So it was like your your house became the hangout in the neighborhood. And uh, so, you know, we all had rinks in the backyard and I almost failed middle school because I would get off hockey. get off the bus, play hockey till nine o'clock, skip dinner, go to bed. School is important. Everybody yeah, is listening. Yes. Uh, stay in, stay uh, in school. Co- co- Coach Graham and Coach <laughs> Larson are not telling you to do anything that we've done. We're yes. telling you to go to school because we've learned from these mistakes. Oh yes, absolutely. Go to school. We're just you know. So we're trying to we're trying to make the young ones that we're coaching better than we were. Yeah. But so. anyway, so so yeah. So and then how did that? Uh, so how did that turn out? So everybody's skating all the time. Yeah. I, I tell people even down here. The biggest difference between somebody that makes a team, doesn't make a team, what you do outside of your practices. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and even if it's just like a, not even a shooting pad, but just yeah. like, because it's the same form, as long as you have something that slides, like it might not be the same weight as far as a puck or whatever, but you're still working on that. Yeah. And I don't know if you find this in your lessons, but like, I can tell if a kid was, went home and worked on what we went oh, over. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, oh, you've, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, if, if the only time that the kids do that is during our lesson... Then you pick up the next week and it's you're, like, we're you're just... W- you're wasting mom and dad's time. Oh, you're yeah, wasting for sure. their money. For sure. And I'll even like tell the kids like, hey, like I'm going to tell your parents that yeah, like, yeah. hey, if you'd like, you keep coming. I don't mind, right. but I want to let you know I'm trying to help. Right. I could lead a horse to water, but I can't make them drink. Oh yeah, for sure. For so, sure. and it's, yeah. you know, at, at the end of the day, the kids, it's, it's all in their head. It's a mental game. It's a mental battle. Like yeah. you have to have that edge and want to get better. Like yeah. if you look at... You know, Connor McDavid and those guys, like they train constantly, like somebody is back checking on them. Like somebody's, you know, they want to make sure that the other guy's sleeping while they're training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just just kind of putting in that work. And the weird thing is it's like there's certain kids that I have. And I mean, I put, I I take a lot, and I think you do do too, but I take a lot of pride in my lessons because at the end of the day, you know, I'm not saying that I'm not the majority of coaches really do a good job, but you know, some of those it's like, okay, like I'm looking over, I'm like, what, like what's really going on here? What, what's what's happening here? But it's one of those where you just, you kind of take pride. Not only that, but if you get involved in it, they go by quicker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're oh, there yeah, absolutely. and you're doing, it's just, it, it makes it easier for you. It Sometimes it, I'm sweating more than the kid Oh, I do is all the time. Yeah. I, I jump in the uh-huh, drill and, sure. you know, stick on his pad and keep pushing him. And yeah. that's the whole reason why I got into it was because, when I was down in Florida, um, skipping ahead a no, little you bit, skip all but, around, yeah. um, when I was in Florida, you know, I was working at the rink and seeing these coaches that just, it, they're just collecting a paycheck. Yep. Like mm-hmm. every single week, it's the same four kids yep. doing the same drill. The coach is standing there. He's got four cones. Hey, do this. Hey, do that. Like never demonstrates, never nope. breaks it down. Like, Hey, you messed up here. This is what we need to work on. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what I notice is your bad habit. This is what we need to do to correct it. Like, right. I mean, depending on which kids on the ice and sometimes I won't even have a plan coming into the lesson mm-hmm. because I want to see where a where we are on the ice compared to the other coaches, mm-hmm. and b you know how that kid reacts in his warm up in the first couple minutes to yep. see like hey okay you're struggling here today mm-hmm. this is the perfect time to correct that bad habit and this is the perfect time to excel in this area. Well, and I I, I think I know I think I know what you're going to say when I bring this up because I think you're going to know what I'm talking about. But there's times because there there. Every once in a while, I'll put together like a lesson plan. But for the most part, yeah. like if, if you've already worked with that player and you kind of already know yeah. certain things, there's certain times to where, 
you know, if it's kind of like, I'll call this like an advanced skill or yeah. something, something that you don't waste a whole lot of time on, but you just introduce it very slowly, just even for a couple minutes, they really can't get it. And then you just kind of move on. The next time you just do it for a little bit. Yep. And then every once in a while, they start to kind of sort of get it. And then you stay on that for the next yeah. like half hour because you're like, <laughs> because you're this close. You yeah. know what I mean? It's one of those, like, yeah. if we take a break here, yeah. we're not maybe going to push through that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, as soon as they push through it and they can do it, you're like, oh, yeah. now we can do this literally every scene. Not every time, yeah. but it's one of those where like we've just broken through. Yeah. Now you've opened up because I almost liken it to like unlocking more or less. It's like, okay, you can do that now. Yeah. Now you've unlocked like so many more drills and things that we can yeah. do and whatever. It's just one of those to where they have to push through it. And once it's almost like kind of being sensitive to it, it's like, okay, like you, cause you don't want to, to get too down or too frustrated. And there's a lot of times I'll be like, look, this is hard. Yeah. Like I'm not expecting oh, yeah. you to get this. I don't, this is above and beyond like, yeah. but I just, I want, I want to keep like kind of poking at it or yeah. kind of whatever. And then you, as soon as you see, it, it's like, oh yeah, let's, let's just hit this. Let's yeah. just go. Like now you're there. Let's go, go, go. So, I mean, there's certain times to where you just, you, it's almost like a, you have like a relation, I mean, and everybody's like, yeah, of course you do. But you have like a relationship with these kids, yeah. you know what I mean? And you you like, when they know that you're invested in their success, because the best thing is, and I don't know if you do this too, but like when they finally do something, I'm happier than they are, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yes! I'm, I'm like, yes! hands up in the corner, oh, no, like, sure. yeah. oh, hand and the, over my the, shoulder, the weird thing give is, me a high five, I know you're embarrassed, give me oh, one. Yeah, like yeah. every coach yeah. had me yell, Yeah, you just want to like hug them and just like, <laughs> oh my God, you're just, because you've seen them just fight and battle yeah. through it. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's one of those where we're like, oh, but it's weird. Like sometimes, you know, because I'm not loud when I'm doing my lessons, but yeah. when I when they do it and they whatever, and I get excited, the parents, yeah. you know, sometimes they're looking at their cell phone, they yeah. look up and they're like, what happened? It's like, bro, like yeah. he did it, you know, yeah. and then we try and do it again. And yeah. then the parents are like, oh, I already yeah, did it. now we're going to do it three times. Yeah, so it sticks you never in your head. Do it over and over yeah. again. But it's one of, the, yeah, but it's one of those where like, okay, great, you did it. But like, yeah. now we're going to do it. Like, yeah. you, 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 I mean, you don't stay in that ecstatic, whatever mindset for too long. Yeah. But it's one of those like, hey, that's awesome. Like, you're great. Like, this is, we're moving forward. You're doing what I'm asking you to do. But it's just, there, but there, there are certain kids and you kind of were alluding to this, but it's just like, there's certain ones that I almost, it's like, I almost have to reel them in and take them, take them out of it. Like they're so into it and they're so whatever to where it's like, okay, you're being too hard on yourself yeah. or you're being like, you, you, it, you know, just because I'm asking you to do something doesn't mean I'm going to yeah. be upset if you can't do it. Yeah. You know? Oh, like I, I've seen kids like just have a mental breakdown on the yeah. ice and start crying. It's like, yeah. it's okay. Like yeah. we're, we're here to get better. We right. are putting in extra time to try and improve our game. Yeah. We're going to make mistakes. It's not going to happen right the first time. You think I did it right the first oh, time? Yeah. I've been doing this for 24 right. years There's and still I still things. don't do it right every time. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's that constant battle of trying to get better. Yeah. And you and I are in a unique market. It's a Southern market. So we get those kids that don't start till they're 13, 14, mm -hmm. and they're trying to get into it. And that's why I'm passionate in, in trying to help with the high school kids because you have those kids that don't start skating till they're, 10, 12 years old yep. and, you know, all their friends that they play high school with now are playing travel and they want to be able to play travel, but they had, they never had that opportunity growing up right. to get into the system and yep. understand everything. So I love taking the time with those kids and just, you know, they're so driven to try and just 
compete with their buddies. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's, I mean, I had three kids this year that have never played travel in their life, made a travel team. And mm -hmm. I was like ecstatic. Oh yeah. And it's, you know, now they're showing up in all their travel yeah. gear uh -huh. and their shells and everything. And but but I, I think you're, you, you know, cause you're a good, I, I haven't said this yet, but DJ's a good hockey, like I consider myself to be a good hockey player. DJ's a good hockey player, but it's also just one of those to where like, if you give me a kid and he wants to learn, I almost guarantee he'll be a good, like, yeah. you know, cause I'm into it as long as the kid's into it like we'll we'll get there yeah. you know what i mean like, if they have the patience and they whatever because it's almost like you're condensing that time that it takes to learn of difficult hockey's difficult to learn yeah. you know what i mean and if you can have a guy like let's say let's say a kid on his own goes out i don't want to say 100 times out on the ice but like 100 reps or whatever and he tries the same thing 100 times he could do it 25 with you and me and then learn, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, you only have so much time on the ice. Let's condense this down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause there's times, and I know for a fact you're like this too. There's times where I tell that kid to tweak one or two things. All of a sudden it's a game changer. Yeah. And it's just one or two. And it's little things. Yeah. It's things that that kid wasn't thinking about or what oh, yeah. positioning this and that. And then once they figure it out, they're like, oh my God. You know, but well, the biggest thing is outside edge. Like, oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's yep. so unnatural. I did that Kid, today. Kids don't understand it. Well, and they think and they're gonna. Yeah, exactly. Like over. it's not normal to no. walk sideways on your foot. <laughs> right. And yeah, yeah. it's trying to adapt to that. And mm -hmm. I mean, I've some kids I struggle with, and yeah. I've spent hours just going through other coaches training videos and seeing how they've been able to overcome it and yeah. some of these kids i'll implement this it doesn't work all right let's go back to the drawing board like i've yeah. implemented everything and i still cannot get the kid to get on his outside edge yeah but then you see it one time it's like oh okay now we got to do this yeah, yeah, and just yeah. oh. you keep going it's and, well it's funny yeah it, sorry to interrupt but it, it's it's, it's funny you talked about that though because the outside edge is the one that's like all right <laughs> like <laughs> we're doing this now you yeah. know what i mean you're gonna hate me yep. you're not gonna want to do this anymore you're gonna whatever one thing i always like to have them do because like i feel like sometimes when you you have the kids go out there and they try their outside edges if you want them to like not fall down they very seldom try and yep. hit that edge because yep. it's 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 like well there's nothing yep. there to stop me from because it's just a natural yeah. uh, human reaction to yep. like there's nothing that's stopping me from falling over yeah so i still i'm like fall over yeah like that's just lean but you fall over i not, i don't even want you to stand up i want you to fall over yeah when i when i try to teach a kid a quick start like yeah. they can never get their feet moving yeah. i'm like i literally want you to, to fall, fall on your face yes. like yes. i want your face to hit the ice <laughs> right yeah because you're not physically going to let it happen right. you're actually going to get your you feet moving you have to go moving. through it yes so what happens is is they start and they 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 get too far over yeah. and they fall they get yeah. too far over and they fall they get too far over and they fall but then they kind of realize like okay i'm only falling if i get this far yeah and they they start to kind of realize that okay and the other thing i always tell them like hey if you're gonna fall be close to the ice yeah. bend your knees yeah. get you know what i mean stop standing up bend down just fall fall yeah. over again if the kid didn't fall i'm upset fall you know go back and do it again but fall like yeah. lean over and there's so many times where certain kids are just starting off whatever learning their outside edges and you know they they hit that outside edge and they fall and they get up and you're like that was great that was awesome that was so because they hit it yeah. you know what i mean instead of doing that thing where it's kind of straight up and it's like yeah. not really like they're on their flats or whatever but then it's like no you did it like i don't care just do that yeah. again and they're like what like i fell down it's like no that's not what this is about it's yeah. totally about just yeah. trying to... i don't care if you fall you got all that no. padding on to protect you okay, like this isn't a game like if, we're not in a game if you're not falling you're not trying right it, it's just, yeah <laughs> to be, yeah no but it's it, it's funny because you know it's just i'm glad we get together kind of kind of talk about this yeah. but uh it's been too long <laughs> no for sure for sure i think the last time that we 
I think the last time we hung Stars out was playoffs last year. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. With your uh, Bustin or your Bustin, your buddy oh, Justin, Justin yeah. who is now an event staffer. Yeah. He's uh, he's played for us the past uh, couple weeks. It was kind of funny. He because uh, he's a good hockey player, but it's one of those to where like there's certain guys like this, like you hate playing against them. Yeah. And so like the team that he was playing on uh, didn't end up like being in our, our league again this season. So it was one of those, I kind of already like kind of yeah. had my on. I'm like, bro, if we can like just get him in. Cause I told everybody, cause everybody's like, Oh, Justin, Justin. I'm like, do you want to play against him? Yeah. No. Like you want to play with him? And so far he's played with us like the past like two weeks. Everybody's like, Hey, I really like Justin. I think he's great. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, like no crap. It's, it's, it's the red like, Russian Cooper helmet. Like right. that's, that's what makes everybody hate him. But, but not to be whatever he like kind of reminds me like kind of he's like old school like you and me a little yeah. bit where it's like these you know what i mean like yeah. the things he does it's like that ain't dirt like yeah. it, he's just being like if whatever it's like that's what i want on my team yeah you know what i mean but no it's a little little, little off topic but we did get to enjoy <laughs> some of those games um but yeah if we can kind of like uh if you want to talk a little bit about are you watching any of the playoffs or what I have been, but I'm so busy right now. Yeah, it's like yeah, I, I catch it. like a period of a game. Yeah, maybe and some highlights. So yeah, I've been I've been trying to watch Tampa and mm-hmm. Dallas. Chicago's out. It's it's really hard for me because because you're Tampa, Chicago, Dallas. Tampa, Chicago, Dallas. Yeah. yeah. So I grew up in Chicago, and I mean I was a Hawks fan my whole life. Then I moved to Florida when I was 16 to play for the Tampa Bay Blizzard. So that's how you ended up down there? Yes. Okay. So my mom got recruited for a job with the VA. She was going down no matter what. Mm-hmm. I wanted, I was, you know, stuck on, I got to stay in Illinois. I don't want to leave my friends, all this. Yep. And there was a team down there. They were ranked sixth in the nation at the time, and they had two spots open. They invited five kids from around the country to try out. Yep. My dad was like, you can do the tryout, but if you make the team, you got to go. Yep. So my junior, senior year, I lived on a twin-size mattress on the living room floor of my grandpa's house just so I could play hockey. That's awesome. And try to make something of myself and uh so i ended up moving down there and just kind of ran with it and after i finished playing i came back when i was in high school i won the dave andrew chuck scholarship Mm -hmm. and explain that what that is so everybody knows dave andrew chuck he Mm -hmm. was captain of the lightning when they won the cup in 04 and he basically has a scholarship that he gives out to uh, the top two high school players in the state of Florida mm-hmm. um, for you have to be a senior. Um, so the top two seniors in the state of Florida um, win it's like five thousand dollars towards school. Right. Um, so I won his scholarship my senior year, and then uh, got his contact, got to meet him and whatnot. And then I went off played juniors and everything. And when I came back, it was I started working at the local rink. And I had Dave's number in my phone. So it was once a month, call and leave Dave a message like, hey, uh, just moved back. I know how to drive the Zam. I'm trying to. You're talking to... about Dave West guy. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Uh, Dave Andrechuk. Oh, Dave Andrechuk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he cared so, if he drove his Zam? So I. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, just because he worked for the Lightning. Oh, like, I got you. Hey, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm just trying to I get a know job. That, I didn't know that's how yeah. that worked. That, yeah. that so makes it that, even more awesome. So Dave Andrechuk is the one that got my foot in the door. Golly. So I just, I call once a month, leave him a message. No yeah. reply. Call, yeah. you know, after a couple months go by, call every three weeks, call every two weeks. Then I get a call from an intern. Hey, this is so and so with the Lightning. We're doing a kids' camp in Orlando we'd love to have you out and help coach and this and that and so my first week working for the lightning we were in Orlando over by RDV Uh and I'm sitting out I'm 18 and I have 
Chris Dingman, Brian Bradley, Dave Andrichuk, John Tucker, yeah. like all these guys everyone's like fantasized yeah, about hanging sure. out with, just staying at a hotel with them. Yeah. And I'm sitting out by the pool with them that night. They're all drinking, yeah. uh, you know, rum and Coke, whatever. And they're just telling Stanley Cup stories and I'm just soaking it all <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah. And, like, uh, well, and then, so we're sitting there with Jamie Koharski mm-hmm. and uh, this girl comes out and she's arguing on the phone and hey you know come over and hang out with us and just you know relax and it was rita aura so she was on her first American oh i saw the tour. picture i saw yeah, i didn't know where yeah. it came from but i saw yeah, that so, picture i'm like so what? that was my first week working for the lightning so she yeah. was staying at our hotel because she had a yeah, yeah, recording yeah. at the radio station across the street the next morning so this is my first week yeah, in the you're, nhl you're like, and i'm you're, just yeah, like you're rock star lifestyle away. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then that was the only week that was like rock star lifestyle yeah, so yeah. we get back and you know the the lockout happened that year so mm-hmm. the season didn't start till january and um so started working on the ice crew then and just hey i can drive i can drive i know how to drive and yep. finally uh tom miracle you know rest his soul yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep, yep, for sure you know he taught me the ropes and i was under his wing for five years and i was the guinea pig for him and patrick gesso and yeah. just soaked everything in and learned all i could and and it's it was, it's one of those awesome. it's it, but it's just, it's just one of those situations like kind of talking about you know Tom miracle but it's one of those to where like every time that i think like hey i got this figured out you know what i mean oh. i'm like you're a you know what i mean yeah. i just always get back to like there are guys that are just so much better than you yeah. you know what i mean and it's not that doesn't mean that i am not trying to be my best all yeah. the time but it just means that like and I talked to, I actually, I've talked to not just Brandon, but a bunch of people yeah. about this, about being humble yeah. and just being like, hey, like any sort, any information, yeah. any whatever, but like, you know, for, for, and I didn't know him personally, but he just seemed like somebody that was just trying to oh, share yeah. his information yeah. and being, you He know, was the most energetic, yeah. just funny guy. Like yeah. it was just, everything was laid back and constantly a joke with him and yeah. I wish I didn't take it for granted. You know, I was... But you don't know at the time. Yeah, I mean, I started working in the NHL when I was 18. And, you know, I'm still a kid. Like, I didn't realize what's in front of me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it takes a lot to... As a kid, to step back and absorb it and, you know, act as an adult. And, you know, I'll be honest. The first couple of years, like, I was getting in trouble with Tom Uh because... I'm a kid, and like, oh, oh my God, it's the NHL. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in. We're <laughs> so, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I got it all figured yeah. out. So he was he was very hard on me, and you know, I looking back now, I I know why. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you uh, needed it, maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely yeah. needed it. Yeah, he and... probably knew it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but it's it's funny, you know, because uh, I know that, uh, and I guess we should say this, but like, uh, so you were the operations manager at Plano. Um, you, you stepped away to do, you know, something, you know, something else, uh, which was, uh, uh, you know, kind of a, a career move for you that kind of kind of took you to where. But I, you know, I'm still the operations manager, you know, down here in in, in Mansfield. But it it really is one of those things to where, you know, kind of that information you know, between rink to rink yeah. and all these, not just star center, star center, but just within our, yeah. whatever you want to call it, bubble of other yeah. kind of professionals. It's one of those things to where you don't get that information unless you're humble. Yeah. Unless you're, and I'm yeah. like, I'm like that with Brandon all the time. I'm like, Brandon, you yeah. know, and it's funny to a lot of other people. I'm not trying to try and seem whatever, but I feel like I know a lot, whatever. Yeah. When I talk to Brandon, I'm like, I'm yeah. a dumb idiot. I don't yeah. know what I like. I don't oh, know what I, to do. I, like, I, what, I love, please help me. <laughs> I, love, I love working for him because it's, 
every day you learn something new. Oh, like yeah, yeah. I yeah. had to, you know, he was on the road and we had to build a new mini and I had to learn how to Bro. run every single hydraulic hose to a brand new but machine. That, but, but that, and, and I talk about this quite a bit, but like there's times to where the only time I learn something is like when it breaks or yeah. whatever. Like he's constantly just yeah. dealing with things that are broken. Yeah. And oh, so he, he just he was, knows. He was in like Vegas or something and I was in Plano and it's in the middle of a tournament. Yeah. And the starter goes on the ZAM. Yeah. And it's not working. We think it's the neutral safety. It's not the neutral safety. Nothing's yeah. working. So he showed me how to hotwire the motor to just talking to me over the phone. Yeah. And basically turn the ignition to auxiliary yeah. and go over and tap this wire to this wire and yeah. <laughs> the machine will start. And we had to run the whole <laughs> tournament like hey, that. Hey, like, but, the, but, that, but that's one of those. I mean, to be honest with you, like, I don't, you know, I don't. I don't have a whole lot of problems, at least knock yeah. on wood right now. Yeah. But when well, you I got do, brand new machines, come on. Hey, no, they, <laughs> hey, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say right now, they have not acted very brand new. Oh, and, we can sell you some Olympias. No, yeah, that's what Brandon's trying to say. Hey, but there's so many times though to where like I, um, I'm cool most of the time, but when I, cause I don't call Brandon, I'm like, Hey, yeah. like call me when you have a chance. Cause yeah. I know he's busy. I'm like, Hey, just call me when you have a chance. I got a little thing or whatever, but you know, it, it's weird. Like, you know, he's hearing me and I'm like, Brandon, help me. Like, da, 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 all this <laughs> other stuff. But like, he just, and we talked about this when he was on the podcast, but it's just, he's like there and he's willing to help yeah. and whatever. I've not paid him a dime. Yeah. Like, but it's just one of those to where like, Brandon, like I support you and whatever yeah. it is you do, yeah. I will, if there's any way that I can, because yeah. at the end of the day, our relationship he's ended up in the negative for sure yeah i haven't you know what i mean i haven't given him any information he's like oh that's great yeah. i learned something but like, yeah. i've gained so much from him but we kind of he's so knowledgeable it's oh, just it's like crazy i've learned so much in the last two years with him because yeah. i mean like he's on the road so basically my position with him is to keep everything yep. running on time in the shop Yep. And, you know, he's not there and, you know, I'll show up and, all right, this is what you got to work on today. And it's like, I've never done this in my life, but mm-hmm. we're going to figure out how to do it. Right. And it's, you know, it's just, it's like putting a puzzle together as a kid. Like it's something you've never done. You just got to look at it, figure it out. Yeah. And luckily, like I've, you know, I took welding when I was younger mm-hmm. and I, I actually built my own manure spreader, which hey, is, yo. Uh, hey. so, you know, I'm, I could see something envision it and yeah. you know take something apart put it back together all that stuff so it's it all comes hand in hand but you know working for him is a pleasure i mean oh yeah don't He's... tell him but i'd vo- <laughs> i'd volunteer like oh, yeah, just, no. well, just to take that yeah. minute to absorb the knowledge from him is oh, just great him yeah. and westcott well and it's, and it's one of those things too where um because he talked about this and i thought this was kind of like really telling but i felt like at a certain point and this is a long time ago but he was kind of in our position and he yeah. was talking about how don schlepp senior was yeah. able to kind of like he'd call him all the time yeah. be like hey da, 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 this and that so i feel like that's how he works yeah. and it just kind of keeps doing it's like having great ones and yeah. sports or in anything you, yeah. you have great ones but those great ones kind of teach the ones that are yeah. about to be great whatever so it's like okay like okay so you were it's like okay yeah. when, when do i get to be a great one or you know what well, i mean it's one of those well, things where because brandon knows that we know less than he does yeah. but he also knows that he's not gonna do this forever yeah you know what i mean so it's well, one of those to where like share that information and knowledge and, and the best part is like if you talk to him or cody bateman or mm-hmm. any of those guys it's you know, I want to have Cody on the podcast. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. But if you uh, if you talk to those guys, like they were in our shoes, yeah. And it's like, hey, how did you yeah. get to know all this? It's like, I was just like you. I just happened to break a lot. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but you know, that's yeah. that's. I think that's kind of where I got my knowledge was. You know, 
outside the lightning and outside the stars, all the rinks I worked in were, you know, family owned rinks that didn't have didn't a, have, yeah. didn't have anything. And it was, you know, the first Zam I learned on was a 63 HDB. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> you know, you had the, the pedal was the RPMs mm-hmm. and you had to drive by the stick and everything. Yeah. So it's like, you're, if you can drive that, yeah. you can drive. Yeah. yeah. My first ever lap, the main hydraulic line blew. blue. So I was like, traumatized for months looking back hoping i wouldn't see red yeah and then uh like two months into it um the main drive shaft fell out of the zam and melted through the ice to the concrete and it's like so like you learn from just everything breaking oh yeah no yeah and it's amazing there's so many and you were talking about the zams and i'm not throwing the zams under the bus or anything but they're just you know we have two of them and you know one thing would happen on one of them and you're like okay and then you realize what happened you fix it and all of a sudden the other zam starts do the same thing yeah. you're like okay like yeah. what what's happening here like you know how to fix it so yeah. you're happy about that but then you're like okay what's the deal what's going on yeah i won't get into that too much but, but it's an ice resurfacer they're ice all resurfacer. they're all the same no, but they our, all have our the zams same. Yeah. our because we actually have zam so i did i think i brought that up on i think it was maybe steve somebody asked me you know it might have been when jimmy was being the host or whatever but he's like zamboni's like oh no let me stop you right there it's an ice <laughs> resurfacer you know what yeah. i mean not everything not every kleenex is a kleenex you know yeah. it's just kind of kind of one of those things but i've never actually driven an olympia i've never um I never drove one until I worked for Brandon. Yeah. And I got to drive the one over in uh, Shreveport. So that was you, the first one I ever drove. Do you find there to be any difference really or? It's weird. Like you're, the hood's different. I heard that. So that's it's been wider, the main thing. And it's, so it's just your, your dimensions Viewpoint, aren't the same. Yeah. Like you're used to looking down that stripe yep. and knowing exactly where everything is. So everything's just off a little bit. Uh-huh. And then like, it's weird when you let off the gas, like everything, like the augers don't run the same speed. Like it's just, yeah, yeah. the noises aren't the same. Right. And like, yeah. I don't know about you, but like, I get mad when a kid's got headphones oh, on no, the because no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I listen yeah. to everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's, that's how you know. Is something you need to be clear yeah. to something. Yeah. Yeah. Because all of it's a sudden, like, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you could hear the ice in the augers. You well, can hear like <clears throat> the, everything. The weird thing is, is like you know, and uh, granted, you've driven you know plenty of ice resurfacers. I've driven plenty of <laughs> ice resurfacers, but it's one of those things where you almost just like you're in tune with the machine. Yeah. Yeah. You know exactly. It's, an, it's an art. Yeah, like you know exactly like how much it's cut, and it's to the point where like you know the difference between it cutting like yeah. a third of a bucket and a quarter or whatever. It's like yeah. you could just you kind of know. You know, but the weird part is like, um, and this is why I give a lot of respect to Brandon and Dave, and we'll get into Dave Westcott here in a little bit, but it's like the, uh, you know, they have this knowledge that it's like, look, I can't necessarily tell you how to feel a machine. Yeah. You just have to get on there enough yeah. to where it's like, okay, like how is this? Time. Right. Yeah. It's just, but it's just weird. Any sort of vibration or any yeah. sort of whatever, once you know your machine, you're like, mm, something, yeah. you know, kind of like yeah. whatever. Um, but until it breaks on you, you don't know that that's exactly what that noise is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then once you start, but once then when you know what it is and yeah. you start to hear that, you're like, oh god, this is yeah. not. I know I'm about uh, yeah. you know a few cuts away from like I know exactly uh, kind of what's going on here. But uh, yeah. so if we can't, because we didn't really uh, get to this yet, and I wanted to before we get out of here. Um, but can you kind of tell me? So you are coaching is Capel? Are you coaching Capel again? Coaching Capel, yes, okay. I'm doing. Did I say that right? Did I say it wrong? It's Capel. Ka. Yeah. Pell, not Co. Ka. 
Yeah. Cop hell. At least that's what I've heard. Well, I believe you. I believe you. I don't, like, I, I we're, don't. we're a club sport. So. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. We're, us hockey players aren't as educated. Yeah, so. no, it's like, hey, you get it. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to I say. I think it's cop hell. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good to me, but yeah. So. Yeah, so I'm coaching JV and varsity this year. Yep. Um, last year, double duty. Last year I was just doing varsity. Um, we won city championship and state championship. Was that at my rink? Uh, state championship for, was yes. Yeah. yeah okay, you weren't there. Thanks for leaving. I, well, I was. I was about to say I was out. Of, I was out of town that week. Yeah. It's funny. I see DJ. I haven't seen him in a long time. I'm like, hey, yo, what's yeah. up? He's like, oh, I'll see you all weekend. I'm like, nah. Like, I'm going yeah. out of town like tomorrow. He's like, well, I hope our ice is good. I'm like, yeah, I think it will be. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But anyway, going to that. Yeah, so that so, was a good turning. Yeah. Yeah. So I made a bet with the kids um, before the semifinal game. So I've never had long hair in my life. Yeah. And uh, I decided to grow it out for the season. Once we had the first practice, I stopped cutting my hair. And uh, when we made it to the semifinals, I was like, hey, if you guys win city and state championship, you guys cut my hair however you want. <laughs> and then uh, so we ended up winning wow. states, and they're like, oh, we get to cut coach's hair. I'm like, you haven't won anything yeah, yet. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you win state and you don't win city, that, you're yeah. not state champion. That's not the deal. That's not the end. Yeah. Even though it's backwards, like right. yeah, you yeah, still yeah. got to win city uh-huh. in order to be state champion. That was the so, deal. Those are the yeah. terms. So And then they ended up winning both. And <sighs> so what they do? So they tried to do like a skullet. See, I was I was smart about it. Like, All right, yeah, okay. I, let, let, I was, what was your preparation? Here? So the... I was bringing the Clippers. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. I wanted to try and save as much as possible. Yeah. So I brought a beard trimmer, <laughs> and they they had to try and cut my hair with a beard trimmer. So some kid and each kid got one pass. Yeah. So it was like a kid would make a pass and like barely get anything. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So I ended up with a skullet and then the right side was like back to my ear. And then I still had the full hair down to the shoulders. And then the captain did a line straight up the back trying to give me racing stripes. And it was it was a mess. Yeah. But uh They I enjoyed mean, it though, yeah. Yeah. And then well, and then they were disappointed that I didn't keep it. Well, um, that wasn't in the terms. Yeah, exactly. One of the kids thought uh, I yeah. had. I was like, just that's my new haircut. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Second I'm, I got I'm home, gonna... it came off my head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> so th- this year it's uh, you know the kids are we haven't officially made the deal, so they'll right. hear, they'll hear it on here for the first time. All right, here we go. Um, the deal is if we make gold division this year. They have to win nationals, uh-huh. and I started. You're up in my, the states. I, I started growing out early, <laughs> so uh, if they win nationals, they could do whatever. So if they want to do full, yeah. you know, like well, zero fade and cut the whole thing off this time, they can. I mean, at the end of the so, day, it seems like a win-win to me. Like oh, you know, I, yeah, you look, get the kids yeah, to we, push we, a little. We bit. We win nationals. To... Like I'm okay. Oh like, yeah, yeah. You'll wear. Give, yeah, you'll give me my literally... ring. You can cut my hair. Yeah, yeah. You can put me in whatever sort of haircut you want to. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, if you're winning, it yeah, doesn't. There, there's exactly. nobody that's gonna be like your hair sucks. It's like, well, yeah. I just won. Yeah, like, exactly. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, doesn't really matter. Um, well, hey, so I did want to get into kind of because uh, he's a big. You know, we were talking about Brandon. I think we also need to show some love for Dave Westcott because he's you the know guru. The, yeah, he's one of the because there's not that many of them. Yeah, and I don't know if people know this, but I was like, there's only a certain amount of people that you kind of like. Okay, yeah, like you for sure know what you're talking about. But can you kind of talk about how you? maybe met him and how you got started with him because he's, so, he's one of the guys. Yeah, so I met Dave when I was working with the Lightning. Um, he'd deliver our paint for Jet Ice, which 
I believe Jet Ice is now going directly to the NHL teams. Really? So yeah, I don't okay. I don't know how that whole thing went. Well, I don't like want to get into the political yeah, 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 thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't no, no. I don't know yeah. it. I don't want to talk yeah, about well, it. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so that's how I met Dave. And then eventually um, when I started, I opened Florida Hospital Center Ice in yep. Wesley Chapel, Florida. It's a five sheet facility. It's got an Olympic rink, Some minis. three regular sheets, and one mini sheet. It's a hundred fifty thousand square foot complex. Mm-hmm. Um, so I opened that facility, and then that was when I kind of started to get into things with Dave. Okay. And uh, I was working four jobs. Um, it's too many. Dave was just uh, you know extra money in my pocket at the end of the day, and yeah. I wanted to soak up his knowledge. So well, yeah. If you have um, a chance to do that, then do it. Yeah. So it was like every Sunday I'd drive. I think it was like sixty five miles to his shop. And uh, just do whatever he needed. So where, to. where where was he based out of? He was based out of I want to say Palmetto, Florida. Yeah. Um, and then I lived in Trinity, which is Pasco County. Shout out Live PD. Hey, there you go. <laughs> hey, they're, they're also there in Tulsa. That's my hometown. Yeah. So I I got you there. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> little uh, Pasco County, right on the border there. So it was yeah. about sixty five miles to Dave's shop, but yeah. I didn't care. I just wanted to you know learn from him and do whatever he needed and just try to absorb information. And unfortunately, you know, I worked for Dave for maybe a month. Yep. And then I got the call from the stars to uh, come out here. Yep. And uh, I I didn't want to come. Like, I was like, no, I'm staying. And Dave, I brought it up to Dave. He was like, you need to take this opportunity. Yep. And if he didn't talk to me about it, if he didn't tell me, yeah, I would not be here. Like, I'd still be in Florida. Because that, that, that was a big leap for you. Yes. And it was, I had, I mean, I was doing the local rink and unfortunately they had setbacks, you know, it was first year Mm -hmm. and budget cuts and whatnot. So I was the highest paid Zam guy. So I was the first guy out the door. Um, So the day after the stars offered me a position, I got let go. And I was within the 48 hours of giving them a yes or no. And uh, I talked to Dave and Dave was like, you need to take this. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm moving. So I didn't know anyone here. Uh, I met Justin through a mutual friend of the NHL. Hey, there you go. uh, So we we communicated online and I ended up moving in with him for a year. And yeah, no, yeah, he's, uh, yeah. And the funny thing is, it's like, I feel like I can relate with both you guys a little bit because, like, we're all, none of us are old. I'm talking about you, Justin, and myself. None of us are old, but we're all kind of old school. We yeah. kind of got brought up on a different type of hockey. Yeah. We're also kind of, you know, whatever you want to call it. But it's just one of those where I think it's funny because I, uh, it's like, you know, sometimes you meet people and it's like, all right, like, um, I kind of understand what they're talking about. I kind of understand whatever. But like with you and Justin, it's like, oh, yeah, these are old school guys <laughs> because you guys are both my age. And yeah. it's like you guys came yeah. up the same way I did. And it's just really easy to kind of like talk and yeah. kind of relate and kind of like whatever. Because we're, I mean, not to be whatever, DJ, like we're into our coaching years yeah. now, but like we're getting, you know, maybe a little slower playing or yeah. a little bit whatever, but it's like, you can still tell that we're all, you know, good hockey players, yeah. but it's like, well, what do we do with this now? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, how do we, and I, I, I do think, and I think you feel the same way that I do. It's like, how can I best benefit like as many people as possible? Yeah. And this is the only thing I, this is... Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. it's the only thing I can do that'll benefit a bunch of people. Yeah. Like, that's where my knowledge is, and that's where I can be a positive influence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody wants to, and I, I make this 
not joke all the time, but it's like, look, if anybody's looking at me for like math and science, like yeah. I'm terrible, whatever. Yeah. But like I can positively influence people on the on the hockey level because that's that's what I know. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's kind of like if you know something and and you love whatever that is, then get it to grow by just you know because you can see it in other players. It's like you are me however long ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know how to direct you even, and I'm not saying there weren't people around to guide us because there were, but it's one of those to where like that next, it's kind of like Brandon and Dave and all them, like that next line has to step up and be like, yeah. Hey, like, I just want you to become a better hockey player. And I yeah. think I can do that. Yeah. And then absolutely. one, and, and the, the best thing, and I think you know this, and I keep talking, I keep saying the same thing when I talk about our, our hockey knowledge here, but there's a lot of stuff is where, the parents, because there's sometimes parents, they haven't had a lesson with you yet, and they're kind of whatever. And once they realize that, like, oh, like, you're not just in this for the money. Like, you yeah. just want, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. At the end absolutely. of the day, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, time is money, money, you know, whatever. But I just naturally want, if that kid cares about hockey and I can care, or I can tell, it's just, that's what it is. And that's how I can be beneficial to that kid who could end up being maybe a way better hockey player than I was. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's certain players I look at, I'm like, yeah, like you might be, you, you'll probably end up being better than me, yeah. you know? And well, it's that, just, that's like my whole philosophy on everything. And, um, you know, a little short story. So Justin, small world after meeting him, oh. I wasn't looking for anything, loved working for the stars, wanted to stay there. Like that was my future. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he, had a guy that he worked with that was looking for a building operations project manager yep. and Justin mentioned my name and I was like, okay, well, if I do this, I have more time to where I can help more kids and get back to what I used to do and right. get back into the whole coaching thing and all that stuff. So I ended up getting back into it. And my whole philosophy on it is if I can help that family that can't afford it, right. I've done my job. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, I didn't have a whole lot. I was thankful that I had a coach that on Sundays when his location was closed, 20 bucks got me an hour on ice and like 45 sure. minutes of off ice till I puked yeah. after. And it was like $20. And it was luckily because, you know, his dad and my dad were friends um, but that gave me an opportunity mm -hmm. and I just want to be able to do the same thing for these kids. So like if, you know, some of these coaches charge an arm and a leg and it's like, well, I mean, that's, you're in it for the money. Like yeah, yeah. I want to be in it for the kids. So like any kid that signs up with me, their first lesson, they get a free hat. Like mm -hmm. it's, so everything has my brand on it. I purchased my LLC. So I'm a legal business. I'm paying taxes. Yep. I'm doing everything the right way, the exact same way I did it in Florida. And right. it's. 99% of the money. I mean, my girlfriend might not, yeah, 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 <laughs> she, yeah. she might not like it. And, yeah. you know, you wonder where the money goes. I put it back into it. So yeah. it's, you know, I try to put the kids first and buy, you know, uh, tools for on the ice yep. and, you know, get them hats and merchandise and stuff like that and make them proud and like feel included in something. And it's, yeah. you know, I have probably four or five kids that, you know, some of these coaches, they couldn't afford, but the kid has the heart and he wants to get better. He wants that extra hour of ice to improve. And yep. if I could give that kid that opportunity that someone else isn't willing to give them, like, I feel I've done my part. <clears throat> well, and uh, th hey, not to be whatever, DJ, but like that, what you just said is my 
mission statement. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's so weird. Like, we don't coach yeah. in the same ear. We don't whatever. But everything you just said, I'm like, yeah. yes. Like, that's yeah. what it, like, that's yeah. what it, and here's the other thing at the end of the day, if you put it, if you put in the time, once people realize that you're in it for the right reasons, they know it. You know yeah. what I mean? You're being genuine. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause there's so many, not to be whatever. There's a lot of people that are disingenuous about their program or their lessons or their whatever. And it's like, man, like, unless you really, really care about like these kids, yeah. instead of seeing them as a number. Yeah. Or a, okay, even if this kid hates this lesson, there'll be another one waiting. I'll yeah. pick him up or whatever. That is, I call it a non-sustainable business plan for giving private yeah. lessons. Yeah. You know, because I got, and I'm sure you're like this too. I got, uh, I actually gave a shout out to, you know, a kid just a couple weeks ago. He's He's been doing lessons with me once a week for two years. Yeah. If I'm not being genuine or I'm at that point, the, he's going to figure out, the family's going to figure out, whatever. Yeah. If you're genuine, whatever, that's a, yeah. that's a sustainable business plan. Yeah. Like I, I had a kid this week. I mean, he's been coming to me every week for, you know, I'd say probably six months. And it's, you know, the dad's like, hey, uh, both kids are playing travel. You know, with COVID, we just had to make our first payment for both kids. Yeah. I'm like... He said, we don't really have the extra funds to come out right now. We appreciate the offer. I said, well, just send them out. Like, yep. let, like yep. you've been good to me. Yeah. I, oh, like, sure. I'm in it for your son. Yeah. You know, if if you can afford the front desk fee, send, send them out. Like, well, yeah. let, them, let them come out. Well, and, and here's the cool thing, and I, I definitely do agree with that, and I think it's awesome that you do that, but I almost um, – so like I'm getting to the point now to where like, like I don't think we have as many like pro time openings or whatever. Yeah. So I'm having to kind of shrink it a little yeah. bit or my availability yeah. or some of this stuff. And at this point, it's like, look, like if you're if you've been working with a kid for so long and I this might be a bad way to kind of put it out there, but it's like building your own car. Yeah. You're getting a kid that has no yeah. they've just started. They have yeah. nothing. All of a sudden you put this in put that in yeah you put this in you put it it's like you're building that yeah. player and then you start to invest in it because you're like look like yeah. those are all the things that like it's like building your own uh, this yeah. sounds bad but it's like you're building your own little hockey player yeah and it's like i tell parents all the time it's like look there's certain kids to where now granted if you get a kid halfway through or whatever you're helping with him yeah. with, you know with some things fine-tuning his fi- skills. Fi- fine-tuning his skills but when you get just a raw player yeah and they've been taking lessons from you for like two years yeah. or whatever you're just like okay if this guy is good it's on me yeah. almost like if he's not doing the, it's on me because yeah. like i'm the one that has been kind of so you yeah. kind of you know not not to say that you you well no i, I will say it. like sometimes you you care for kids because yeah. they've been there every week for two years they've yeah. been putting in that work and at the same time it's like i'm gonna work as hard as you're working yeah absolutely like if you're if you're working hard like i'm gonna work hard i'm gonna work hard to make you a better player because yeah. then it's like you have uh it's almost like you have the gasoline to make the whole trip you know yeah like they're put they're putting it in you want to put it in you want to make sure that they're doing better yeah but it's just, I don't know. It's funny that we kind of got to, yeah. this is the first time we've actually got to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. I like think I, is... So I started an off-campus PE program this yep. summer. And am I allowed to give shout-outs? No, no, not? yeah, yeah, okay. no, for sure. So but the... hey, but there's there's a separate shout-out at the end that's for like yeah. people. Yeah. But yes, definitely do do your shout-outs about <laughs> the things because I did want so, you, I wanted you to be able to get your things yeah. out. So this program, um, shout-out to Lions Den Sports Performance out of Tampa, Florida. Nope. Um, so Connor Lyons is the he was one of the strength and conditioning coaches for team usa women's hockey when they won gold in korea yep. um so he got to work with them we worked together at florida hospital center ice 
So I've built this program that, you know, some of the ISDs you have to put in 15 hours a week in order to qualify for off-campus PE. There's like phase one, phase two. So, you know, I had one kid that like, hey, like I want to do this. Right now I don't play travel. I'm late bloomer. I want to invest in this and I want to get better. So I reached out with Connor and, you know, he's got all the degrees and backgrounds on all the gym side of things, the strength and conditioning stuff. So, you know, he's developed this program that everything strength training related, you know, he sends me the documents week by week and we build the program for the whole nine months. So it's changing every week depending on this kid's performance and how he's adapting to it. So I have all the gym stuff with him and then this kid's on the ice with me at 6 a.m. two days a week and just, I mean, he's beating me to the rink. Like he's he's ready to work. And, uh, you know, I mean, just seeing someone that invested in it is just, yeah, it makes you want to do more. Oh, no, for and sure. And it's, I mean, I'm on the ice with them at 6 a.m. Tuesday and Friday. Yeah. And I've created a morning slot just because he wants to get on the ice. But like you were saying, I mean, with, you know, the travel teams coming back and the whole COVID thing and stuff, it's hard because, like, I have a full-time job. So yeah. I'm, I'm Outside at work. Outside of all this other yeah, stuff. I have to be at work 7.30 to 3.30 or sometimes even, like, 5.30 at night. Yeah. And, you know, trying to leave work and get to the rink by four o'clock to get on the ice and take care of these kids and then stay till seven, eight o'clock doing travel and high school. And like Mondays, I, I'm on the ice first thing in the morning. I get home at 11 o'clock at night mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, oh, yeah. it's a grind all day, but I do it for the kids and you know, it's, yeah. it's all about them. But it's like, you almost get to just feel like a little bit more include, yeah. in, included in their success, yeah. especially when you, when you feel like a kid, because yeah. it's one of those to where like, when you feel like a kid's pushing and he's yeah. trying to get better or whatever, it's like, look, I almost don't, and not, yeah. n- not to be selfish. I don't want you to go anywhere else because if you just stick with me, if I, if I stick with you and you stick with yeah. me, we're going to be good. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but I still have to, as a coach, match your intensity yeah, on this absolutely because i'll always match a kid's intensity and yeah. that sounds weird but like if a kid's out there and he's for whatever reason whatever it's like okay like if he doesn't want to be pushed whatever if i push him and he doesn't like okay whatever if there's a kid that wants to be pushed and wants to get better yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try and match him and sometimes it's not easy because yeah. sometimes you have to find it within yourself as an instructor or coach or a you know private instructor but it's one of those to where like i have to I have to match this because if I match it now and I continue to match it, like yeah. this kid could be a good, cause that's yeah. where it all starts. Everybody thinks it's like, Oh, my kid does a crossover again. This, that it's like, yeah. and it, when you get him in a let, that's when you see what that player's capable of yeah. and how much he wants to be pushed. And if he wants to be pushed, like I will take that kid and just, you know what yeah. I mean? Cause he understands at that point, I'm not trying to push him for any other reason, except that I care about him and that I, you know, cause you're probably the same way, but there's kids literally to where, kind of almost want to walk up to their parents and be like, I love your child. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, yeah. I really oh, care. Absolutely. I care about your kid. Yeah. And I want him to do, even if it's not with me, I hope it's with me forever. But yeah. like, even to know that I was here at this point and yeah. to just even, even to guide him, because there's just certain kids that like, not to be whatever. I, I think there's sometimes where adults think they have it all figured out or whatever. If you get a kid that just is 
striving for a goal and just wants to be pushed and whatever. It's like, this kid is more responsible than a bunch of adults and people. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, you can see kids that you respect more than, a, you know, not to yeah. be whatever, like a bunch of adults. Yeah. It's like, hey, he has a goal in mind. He's pushing for it. He's wanting me to push him, you know, towards this thing. And I don't know, man. It's yeah. just, it's really cool. So I didn't realize until he looked, <laughs> looked up at the thing. Uh, we're a little we're a little past, but it's okay because uh, I had a great time. I yeah, think it absolutely. was... I think, uh, I don't know. I To be honest with you, I, I kind of felt like this is how it was going to work out just because we're, <laughs> to be honest with you, I kind of see you as like my mirror. Yeah. And I it, mean, but, but you're further like north. Yeah. It's like, that's the only real difference is like, it's like, okay, I'm going to get somebody that's like literally doing just, it's me, but further north. And, uh, but we've also talked and we've had, you know, good conversations here. Um, but I really appreciate you coming on. But here's the point where we do like the shout out. I'm going to give you a little tip though. Most oh, people Lord. shout out, you know, their their ladies or their. <laughs> so just to like, I don't want you to go in the wrong direction. And I'm also yeah. not trying to say that you need to shout out your lady, but most people, Steve, would you say that maybe hundred percent of them, their first shout out is like, "Hey, thank you, da 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 da, for allowing me to come on," and thank you. Da, da. So <laughs> I'm not trying to set that up for you, but see if you, now that you're like saying that, it feels like I'm setting you up. Well, she's gonna come back like, "Oh, you were forced to say it." No, 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 <laughs> not forced, not forced. Most of the time, they just. Yeah. Do it, but yeah. it's one of those I'm just trying to kind of yeah. like put, you know, just 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 to put it out there. I don't yeah. want her. I don't want her to listen to another episode where they're like, "Hey, <laughs> uh, my wife or girlfriend is out there." I just yeah. I really appreciate her. Yeah. But it, I mean, if you want to skip her and not, then you can. But I think you know, I might be sleeping outside. Yeah, <laughs> I say you might just want to go ahead and just yeah. uh, skip to it. But uh, you know, if you want to shout out anybody, yeah, no, I I appreciate everything Kristen does for me and yeah. uh, you know taking care of the dogs when I'm gone because you're a big dog. You're dog hours. you're a dog guy yeah i got two lab great they're, awesome, mixes. The they're, they're yeah. huge yeah 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 <laughs> so but she she keeps everything taken care of around the house when i'm running like crazy and yeah. you know dinner's in the yeah. microwave when i get home and i appreciate it so. <laughs> just have to hit the little button yeah just nuke it a little bit absolutely but you know so. i think that uh we can both speak on that you know a lot of times like you know uh Busy uh, hockey players in general are not, you know, probably the easiest of folk, but we're good yeah. people. We're just, we get busy yeah. or, or whatnot. But uh, any, uh, I know that we've already really shouted out Brandon Clement and Dave Westcott. Yeah. Um, anybody else? Are we good? Um, all my students, uh, yeah, all the sure. kids at Graham Hockey Skills. Um, Shout out Graham keep, Hockey Skills. Keep, keep pushing yourself. And, yeah. uh, you know, I've seen a lot of success already. Yep. And I can't wait to see where all their futures go. So yeah. if uh, you have any questions about, um, my programs or anything, everything's at GrahamHockeySkills.com, G-R-A-H-A-M, spelled like the cracker. Yep. Um, so everything's right on there. You can sign up for lessons directly yeah. on the website. Well, and DJ, you know, because I, not to be whatever, but I, I'm kind of old school and I'm like, ah, oh, this guy <laughs> might be okay. DJ's a good hockey player, okay? He's, uh, I, I consider him to be, you know, kind of just like me, like I said, Amir. And, you know, I'm uh, egotistical sometimes. Like, I'm a good hockey player, but DJ's a really good hockey player too, but... But, uh, you know, just one of those things to where I, I don't usually say that about people unless I really mean it. So I really hope that you, appreciate uh, you know, it. kind of take that in there. And, and just even from our conversation, you can tell that we're kind of on the same page about yeah. just being like, hey, we, we love teaching kids. And like, that's yeah, really what absolutely. it's about. And at the end of the day, if you happen to make, you know, $100 or, you know, whatever less at the end of the week, like that's not what it's about. Yeah. You know, that doesn't. Uh, create a sustainable sustainable life here but uh all right so here's my last uh final shout out i'm actually gonna shout out uh steve casillo no. yes i'm shouting out steve casillo because here's the thing 
I usually schedule an hour with Steve Casillo here in the studio. He's the one that runs the studio. I usually walk in about 15 to 20 minutes before that. I usually exit about 25 to 30 minutes maybe after. I'm still charged for an hour. I feel like he just, he he's open. I feel like he's told me he likes the podcast, but that's still no reason to hang him up for, for an extra time. But if anybody's looking into getting podca- into podcasting, I don't care where you are or, or what you're doing, but reach out to him because it's really awesome. This is the way that I got started. And I really think that other people, if you have any interest in doing this, like please reach out to him. Uh, so it's Steve Casillo. If you need to go onto the website, www podcastmansfield.com or you can email him at info at podcastmansfield.com uh but anyway i know it sounds like i'm kind of like steve doesn't he's never asked me to do any of these things i just when you kind of get to know somebody and you know kind of kind of like what dj and i are doing here we just we want people to kind of become their best selves here but like Steve has no other reason for having people to come in, but like to kind of grow this and grow podcasting in general. And I think it's a great thing. Um, but like, please reach out to him. Um, he's here for us all the time. He's actually a great friend of the show. He just, we don't have the microphone sitting in front of him. And that's because he sounds too good. Okay. <laughs> he sounds better than me. And so that's why we don't put the microphone out there, but he is always the uh, third or sometimes fourth guy uh, in the studio. So like reach out to him if you have any, any ideas about something that you might want to do. I think it's, uh, it's just a lot of fun. This isn't serious. This is just, uh, to get together with the boys and, and have fun. So if you're looking to get in podcast, uh, get a hold of him. Cause he's a, he's a great guy, but, uh, anyway, DJ, thank you so much for coming in thank and, uh, yeah, no, you were, you were a great guest. I think it was a good episode, but, uh, anyway, everybody else listening, uh, episodes come out on Thursday. Uh, like us. Oh, here's the thing. I always mess this up. They're going to like us on Facebook, hopefully. And then they're going to go to iTunes and they're going to like or share follow. There's different words with that, but go to iTunes. And then, uh, I know that for, uh, certain that Spotify is following. So if you want to follow us on Spotify, then follow us there. Um, anyway, uh, much love. Listen to us on Thursdays. Uh, DJ, thanks for coming in. Steve, thank you for being the person that you are, and we will see you next Thursday. All right. Thanks, guys.